This message is an episode from Protos Camp. Protos Camp is an annual camp meeting organized by KMC, the Healthy Church, for church workers, leaders, and pastors. We hope this episode equips you with knowledge and power to make you effective and fruitful in the Lord's vineyard. Be blessed. we should all be asking ourselves is what we are doing to promote the kingdom. Amen. The way Eben will bear fruit will be entirely different from the way Sister Vic will bear fruit. So you should be asking yourself in prayer what you are going to do to promote the kingdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, we thank God. And um, we thank God again for the life of our senior pastor, Apostle David. Please help me to appreciate him. Yeah. Oh, please help me to appreciate God for the life of our daddy. Amen. Thank you very much. Please let's have a seat. Thank you, Reverend. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. I'm sharing shortly, and then we'll go and sleep. Why? Some of the eyes... Some of you are giving me sexy eyes. Yeah, some of you are giving me sexy eyes, but I thank God that um, His grace. Uh, yeah, this one is not about anointing, you know. <laughs> Before I realize, Ephesians 2, verse 8 For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that's not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Verse 10 For we are His workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should work in them. Hallelujah. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should work in them. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name that your will is established in our lives. We thank you that you are speaking to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, from Verse 10 alone, okay, there are a few things we can pay attention to that will help us to better understand everything that has been shared in this place today. The first is that the people who are saved are God's workmanship. The people who are, who are saved are God's workmanship. Okay, God created <laughs> or God saved people. It is God that did that work. The second thing is that God's workmanship are created unto good works. Say good works. God's workmanship are created unto good works. The third thing to note from Ephesians 2 verse 10 is that God's workmanship are called to work in those good works which have already been predefined. God's workmanship are called to work in certain good works which are predefined. Hallelujah. Now, what this scripture should um, bring to our knowledge tonight is that the whole conversation we are having about callings and um, bearing fruit and everything, okay, assignments and everything, your assignment is not something you decide on. It is something you discover. 
um, Reverend read that we have been predestinated. Okay, so your assignment is not something you sit down and decide that. I think I'm called as an apostle. When I look at the way I'm able to pray for some eight hours every day, even the reverend of the house, I don't think he prays eight hours. So I will be an apostle. Or you have been able to see certain people's date of birth or what someone ate in the afternoon. So you, are not, you think you, you have been called as a prophet. But that's not, the, that's not what you use to judge your calling. Okay. You discover it by the help of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And <laughs> there are many more things to notice from Ephesians 2 verse 10. The Bible did not say that we have been called or the Bible did not say that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God has before ordained that we should sit in them. <laughs> the Bible did not say we have been called to rest in them. Is that what it said? It did not say that we have been called to run in them. The Bible says that we have been called to do what? To walk. Hallelujah. Now, if you are going to walk, then you are going to need strength. You agree with me, right? So the Bible says we should be strong in the Lord. Hallelujah. If you are going to walk in them, you are going to need to be able to navigate. Okay. <laughs> Our eyes are given us for navigation. If you do not have eyes, you're going to need someone to carry you from this place to room 13. Amen. And as people who are called of God, we have the Holy Spirit to, nav- to help us to navigate our way in our callings. Amen. And if we are going to walk, we are going to have to know how to walk. See, I was looking at um, um, Pastor Sunny's son. I was going like that. We all learned how to walk. None of us was born walking. So, I'm sorry. Who was born walking? I think that should, that should be rather how I put it. I don't think I know your, your, your background so well. Who was born walking? Okay, so none of of us was born walking. We were all born, and then we learned to do what? To walk. Hallelujah. Now, the the, the word walk that was used here, okay, is is the word peripatio. I know you've heard it before. It means to make one's way, to progress, to make due use of opportunities. Amen. So God created certain good works for us to make use of certain opportunities that he will bring our way in order for us to <laughs> fulfill those good works. Janazani, is it clear enough? So as we are saying that God has already predestinated us, he, he knows where we are going and he knows how we are going to work in there. I'm also submitting to you that God has made everything you need. The Bible says that he's given us all things that pertain to what? To life and to godliness. So everything you need to work in your calling, 
has also been given you. <laughs> and I've tried to mention some of them to you. The Holy Spirit, the Bible. Okay, so the Bible is what to teach you how to walk. Amen. Amen. And look at Pastor Sandy's son, as I said. At some point, I'm sure the mother was trying to hold her. Sorry, hold him. In my house, we say, Toto, like, it means come. You hold, him, you hold the boy, and after some time, you leave him. That's what the Bible does for us. Okay. The Bible shows us how to walk in our callings. The Bible gives us instructions. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 3, verse 13 to 15. Mark chapter 3, verse 13. Afterward, I'm reading from the Passion Translation, but you can follow. Jesus went up on a mountainside and called to himself the men he wanted to be his close companions. Amen. Amen. I, I, please, I, I need you to follow very closely. Just by listening, you will understand. Because the Holy Spirit is at work here. Hallelujah. Jesus went up on the mountainside and called to himself the men he wanted to be his close companions. God does not choose volunteers. Daddy shared that with us this evening. God does not choose people who come up and say, me, I want to work, me, I work for God. The reason why we have so many troubles in the Christendom in these days is because so many people are using the work of the ministry as your friend is saying, you know, um, an escape route to do well in life. JHS went to me and pass it. And I had a protocol and I had a new school beam. School, no, it starts with an alphabet. I won't mention any name. But you know that school I'm talking about. And I had a new school name. No, quite a ceremonial, a permanent school name. Then he will come and say, Make one young friend. So this person is volunteering himself to God. Use me, Lord. But this kind of use me, Lord, is not. <laughs> he, he may not even be born again, but he will stand in pulpit and preach every Sunday, and his church will be full. But Jesus chose those that he wanted to be his close companions. When we say you are called, it means you are chosen. You, to call someone means that if I say I'm calling Pastor Chris, I am doing the calling. Not to say that I come and collect the distance, I beg you. <laughs> I am calling him. Sorry, I'm calling her. She is not coming to me. So Jesus chose those that he wanted to be his close companions. So that, <laughs> so they went up with him, sorry. The men he wanted to be his close companions. So they went up with him. He appointed the twelve whom he named apostles. He wanted them to be continually at his side. Say at his side. At his side. As his friends. <laughs> he wanted them to be continually at his side as his friends. The first calling that we have as, as, as I mean, Christians, okay, as people who are saved, we have heard that once you are saved, you are automatically called. 
is in the Bible. Second Timothy 1 9. Let's see what's there. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling? Hallelujah. God did not just save you and then he went to walk and he said, Oh, we can refuse you. Let me go and call this person. God does not work that way. You see, if you want to know that, if you want to know, a friend is saying, the, the, your calling is linked to your salvation. The only way you can enjoy salvation is to accept the call. Otherwise, you, you will give up on your salvation. Think, think and look at it. The people who got born again, okay, who did not, let me even use it this way. That in the church, you have an assignment, you'll get there. But the people who got born again, who came into the church, who, who didn't do anything in the church, today they are not there. I mean, against all laws. They will just come into the church, come Sunday, close, go home. Tuesday, come, go home. Won't sweep the church, won't do anything. With time, they will say, I saw any cry, it's boring. Do you agree? Yeah. yeah. Okay. When you think of your calling and your salvation, think of it as... Um, the banku, I was telling the home cell people, no, 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 I'll not use bank. When I say banku, some people are smiling. I beg you. Think of it as the fufu that you have been buying at the restaurant. Okay. When you go and buy fufu at the restaurant, do they give you just the fufu and say, take it home? What do they give you? What kind of soup? Light soup. Open light soup. With what? Cut. Okay. The punching cracker is your calling. And the fufu is your salvation. Do you understand? Do you understand it that way? You cannot go and buy fufu and then they'll give you just the fufu. Me, if you give me just banku, I'm okay. I will mash it and take it like asking. So I won't use banku as an example. But I don't see myself eating just fufu without anything. Are you following? So the aponchinkaka is the calling that is added to the fufu to make it nice. So, if you ever get someone saved, please, I beg you, talk to the person about his calling. And get the person to understand that he has a certain assignment in God. That is one of the easiest ways to establish someone when you set the person on the course to fulfilling the call over their life. Amen. And it applies to you too. The way to establish yourself in God is to pay attention to your calling. The way to establish, or let me just say one of the ways. To in fact, that is the way. <laughs> to establish yourself in God. If you are sleeping, I, I am holding the mic. I can come and pond you. Please, if you love your wife, touch her. <laughs> okay, the way to establish yourself in God is to pay attention to your calling. Otherwise, church and... Um, Praying in tongues, you come and say, yeah, 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 yeah. you will give up and go. You, you just give up. So Jesus called them to be with him. Okay. And I was saying that he wanted them to be continually at his side as his friends. It's so nice. At his side as his friends. At his side as his friends. Not behind him, not ahead of him, but at his side. He did not 
get up and do a video recording and put it down and say, when you wake up, watch this video. It has instructions about what I want you to do. Jesus did not just leave us um, um, when he went to the synagogue, what was he reading? No. The scrolls. He did not just leave us scrolls to say, I have written these things in the scroll for you to open and watch. God is not only interested in you picking your Bible and reading. God wants you at his side, in fellowship with him, as his friend. God wants to be intimate with you. God wants to build a certain kind of relationship with you. That's what Jesus, Jesus did in, in, in the Bible to his 12 disciples. At his side, as his friends. I'll find something to do with this phrase. It's very nice. And so that he could send them out to preach. The first thing Jesus did, or the first desire Jesus had, he wanted them at his side as his friends so that he could send them out to do what? To preach. No matter what your calling is, Jesus wants you at his side as his friend first. Okay. So reading the Bible is different from being at his side as his friend. Yeah, because the Bible is universal. It's a universal blessing that we have received. The Bible blesses so many. There are people who are not Christians who apply principles in the Bible and it works for them. So if you think that your reading of the Bible means that you are in fellowship with God, you are deceiving yourself. Jesus left us, and we get the Holy Spirit as himself for us to fellowship with him. And if you are here, you've heard Reverend preach so many messages about that. Okay, about the, the relevance of fellowshipping with God. Uh, yes, fellowshipping with God. So, he first wanted them at his side, and then he's, he, he will send them to go and preach. So, the first thing is to be with God. Say, I will be with God. Be if you will not be with God, don't say it all. <laughs> say, I will be with God. <laughs> yes. And that's the only time that God, God never sends a man who has never been with him. No, 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 no. Go and ask Moses. God first appeared and he saw him and he spoke to him before he sent him. I'm telling you that God could have, ah, oh, come on, God. God could have written it on the wall for Moses to go and see. The same way he bent the bush. He could have written it on the ground for Moses to go and read. Moses. God didn't do it that way. He made sure that Moses had been with him. So you cannot be successful in the ministry or whatever your calling is if you've not been with God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You must first be with God and then he will send you out. Amen. Amen. To preach, to wash. When I heard the laundry, this thing mommy was talking about, <laughs> it's like I was happy, but I wasn't really happy. <laughs> the ministry of the washing machine. <laughs> okay. So think of it that way. You must be with Jesus before you think of doing anything for him. And so that he could send them out to preach and have authority to heal the sick and to cast out demons. After sending them to preach, the last thing is that he will give them authority to heal the sick and to cast out demons. If you, if you will be truthful to all of us here, you would agree with me when I say that. When you wake up and you don't do 
you don't have fellowship with God and you come out, you, you don't feel like preaching to anybody. Maybe you, you will fall on your devotion or something you did yesterday to say something. But after some time, <laughs> you won't remember that you are a believer. You won't remember that you have a certain ministry called reconciliation. It will never even occur to you. And when in that state, you appear at a place where you need to demonstrate your authority as a believer, you will not be, you will be, I know what I'm talking about though. I'm not talking from Buko. <laughs> talking from my experience. You, you will be shy. You won't remember that Jesus said that he has given you power to heal the sick. Your mother will be lying there dying and you'll be standing there and you'll be calling doctors. You will forget that a certain power is inside you. It is only in being with the Lord that you will remember the assignment he has for you. And it's only in, in being with the Lord that you will remember that he has given you a certain authority. Some of you are still giving me sexy eyes. Please repent. I beg you. Amma, come and sit here. Or come and stand. Come, come, come. You are giving me, you are, you are, you are giving me a friend is saying too, 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 too many. Um... Oh, come and be with me. Come and... I hope you God bless you. You are following. <laughs> are we getting blessed here? Oh, are we getting blessed? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, number one, he chose them. He elected them. Number two, he wanted them to continually be at his side as his friends. He called them into a relationship. Okay. And then he, he can only send us after we have become intimate with him. Our authority as God's chosen is only reinforced when we, we stay with him. Okay. Now, when daddy was introducing Reverend, he reminded me of something in the Bible that um, the Apostle Paul said. He asked God, he asked Jesus, who are you? And what do you have me do? Okay. Then I said, okay, okay, that supports what is above in Mark chapter 3. That Paul asked Jesus first, that who are you? It is in being with God that we we'll get to know who he is. Or in being with Jesus that I get to know. This is the Jesus I'm dealing with. That's the only time you can start to think of the fact that there is even something that he wants you to do. Otherwise, you will live your life on earth and be good for nothing. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. I need to point someone. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing. Say good for nothing. Do you want to be good for nothing? It is then good for nothing, but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. If you don't be with God, you will become good for nothing. You are good. You know you are a believer. You know you, you have power. You know you have talent. Mommy was talking about five, ten, five, two, one talents. You have the talent too. It's not like you are without talent too. You have gifts, but you are good for nothing. Good for nothing. 
one of the questions you should always be asking yourself is whether you are being good for nothing. You come to church, the apostle preaches, hey, that's your boy, do. When you go and listen to other messages, you understand. When you, go, go, and, go around. You, you know what I'm... <laughs> and all these things are coming into you. Prayer meetings here and there. Home cell. All, all these things. All the school you've gone. Look at the intelligent brain you have. Every, look at your beauty. Some of you will see you and you want to praise God. But you are good for nothing. <laughs> you are good though. But we cannot use you for anything because you have lost your purpose. You have not been with God. So you don't know your calling. You don't know your assignment. You don't know what he wants you doing. So you are good. But we cannot use you for anything. So our entire calling is a work with God. Okay. Our entire calling is a work with God. When you begin to see certain things about the life Jesus lived in, you will love to read the Gospels. In fact, the reason why I don't love to read the Gospels is because you have not been with God. So you feel like the Gospels are a certain record, a record of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, son of David, son of Jesse. We are what to Bible was say. You have to do it But when you when you be with God, eh, when you open the Bible, you, see, you will see new things. Amen. Amen. Let's read Mark chapter 16. For the sake of time, I read it from here. You can project in the amplified version. Mark 16, 14, 15, 19, 20. 14, 15, 19, 20. Later, Jesus appeared to the 11 disciples themselves, 11 disciples themselves as they were reclining at the table and he called them to account for their unbelief and hardness of heart because they had not believed those who had seen him after he had risen from death and he said to them go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation he gave them an assignment after he appeared to them so then what (laughs) I think I'm reading 19 now. So then, when the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord was working with them. The Bible says, Jesus ascended to heaven. He was taken up into heaven and he sat down at the right hand of God. And the disciples went out and preached everywhere. They went to fulfill the assignment that he had given them. In verse 15, when he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. They went about doing their work. But the Bible says that. When they went out, the Lord was working with them and confirming the word by the signs that followed. Our entire work, our entire assignment, our entire calling is a work with God. That's just all I'm trying to drive home. You cannot take God out and say you have an assignment. You have a calling. I was telling um, um, Honorable, I've read so many articles about how to discover your purpose. Plenty. Oh, plenty. How old was I? 
Plenty. 2017, 2016. Plenty. Plenty. Like you see Google, you go and then you go um, more. Then you go next page, page two, page three. I have very plenty articles. Okay. One thing I realized is that what they missed was the part that God is the one that created you. And so he's the one who can reveal the purpose for which he created you. They take the God factor out of the equation and they present everything else. And after reading all these articles, I told myself that I will be a motivational speaker. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. I, I'm not ashamed to say, if you come to my room, eh, I have more books about motivation, business, social impact, just plenty of things. And as compared to the books I have about ministry and God and Christian literature, mm, the Christian literature I had, but right now, it's, it's just, you are, you are smiling. <laughs> it's just motivation because I told myself, I convinced myself that me, I'll be a motivational speaker because me, Pekasa. And I like to see that, oh, people around me are doing well. Okay, so when I look in this current world, it is about motivation. I, I met one lady. I met one lady on campus. I, I spoke to her for just a few minutes. Then the next time she saw me on campus, she was wearing nose mask, so I didn't see her. Then she, she was just coming after me, motivational Edwin. I said, why? She said, that's how she stored my name on her phone, motivational Edwin. Okay. But when I, in 2017, when I, 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 I don't know what happened to me in 2017. A lot happened in my life. I, I was there one day. I said, ah. Then I went to the bookshop. Then I went to buy a new Bible. Then I, I went to buy a book. I recommend this book for everyone. The Assignment by Dr. Mike Mudok. Okay. I'll put it on the church page. Then I, I was going to do internship in Takara. Then I said, by the time I come back from that place, I need to know my, my assignment. And it was there that I realized that it is not about motivational speech. Yes. So don't take God out of the equation and say that your assignment is to do this. No, no, no. That's what Reverend was saying that even if you are called a cook, it is still about God. <laughs> and I'm shocked at myself that I'm standing here saying this to you. Because if you had seen me two years ago, hey, can I be motivation? Eh? You would think that God. It's like God is there, but God is not the one who, <laughs> who gave you assignment. Amen. Amen. Are you getting blessed? Amazing. Now, so, the, the Lord worked with them through the Holy Spirit. Okay. The, the Bible says that now the Lord is that spirit. So, the Lord worked with them. The Lord was not there. He had gone up. It was the Holy Spirit that worked with them. Now, Colossians chapter 4, verse 17. We have established here that everyone has a call. Say, I have a call. Say, I will heed to my call. And say to Archippus, see that you discharge carefully the duties of the ministry and fulfill the stewardship which you have received in the Lord. Hallelujah. Give me King James, why? Good, good, that's fine. Take heed to the ministry which you have received in the Lord that you may fulfill it. To fulfill it, you first need to take heed to it. Amen. Amen. 
to take heed to something is not any big English. It just means to pay attention to something and to be careful about it. So pay attention to the ministry you have received in the Lord. Your ministry, <laughs> again, is not something you, you decide on. It didn't say take heed to the ministry you have decided to do for the Lord. Take heed to the ministry you have received. Jesus is the one that gives the talents. He's the one that gives the ministry. He's the one that gives the assignment. So when you have received the assignment, he says take heed to it. Pay attention to it. Hallelujah. And be careful about it. So that you can fulfill it. Being careless about your ministry <laughs> is to deny the fact that Jesus has even saved you because you have you were saved and called at once. The fufu and then friends are punching Do you remember? Yeah. I'm wrapping up. <laughs> I'm wrapping up. Now I want to point this out to you and then I'll wrap up. Now, one reason to pay attention to your call is what you read in Matthew 5.13 about the salt. Being good for nothing. If you don't pay attention to your call, you'll be good for nothing. You will have everything, but you, you, we cannot use you for anything. Another important point I want you to notice is that God places you in an environment to help your growth for the sake of your assignment. God, sorry, Apostle stood here and said that. The assignment is geographical. Somebody is called to Akimoda. Somebody is called to Dodowa. Wale Wale. Where are you from? Ofuase. Am I right? Yes, I know you. Ofuase. Okay, so the assignment is geographical. And God places you in, a, in an environment to help your growth. Reverend was talking about the essence of growing into your, your venison, you know, taking your growth seriously. Okay, it is not everywhere that you can grow as a believer. It is not everywhere. You should count yourself privileged that you are in KMC and you are hearing this. It is not everywhere you will go. If you leave KMC, it is not guaranteed that wherever you go, you will go and grow there. No. And when God places you in that environment, he gives you an assignment there to help you to grow. The apostles said their, their, their assignment was not just to preach in that small place that Jesus ended with them. They were supposed to go to all the ends of the world. But they had to start somewhere. And by starting somewhere, please are you following? By starting somewhere, they were doing rehearsals. They were growing. They were making their mistakes there. They were receiving um, um, what were they receiving? <laughs> Okay, they were receiving everything they needed in that place. Okay, so God places you in an environment and he gives you an assignment in that place. And for, for us here, that place is the church we belong to. Amen. So you are in church so that you will grow. And in fulfillment of your assignment in the church, you will grow into your calling. That's how God has made it. If you like, use, let's use your life as an experiment. That you, you, will not, you will not pay attention to your assignment in the church. I'm not saying your prophetic assignment or your apostolic ministry. 
I'm talking about your ushering and your protocol and your you can't do it in church. Pardon? Ah, hey. We're going to rap for the Lord day and night. And that's what I'm talking about. Okay. By paying attention to that, you will grow into your calling. If you ignore it, you are, you are ignoring your calling. That's how God has made it. Me, I can't explain it, but that's how it is. Amen. Now, in Psalm 92 verse 13, the Bible says, those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing. How many of us want to bear fruit? How many of us want to flourish? This is one of the ways. Be planted in the house of the Lord. Mommy says you should bear fruit. Psalm 92 is showing you one way to bear fruit. Be planted in the house of the Lord. Have you seen a tree that... <laughs> look at this tree. And after the tree is there now, then it will say that... I don't like anamase. I want to be in... Accra, somewhere. Then the tree will... Then the tree will remove itself. The ministry in Anamase is not nice. The ministry in Anamase, money is not there. The ministry in Anamase, no. Uh, think about all the excuses we give for being ineffective in church. Think about all the excuses we give when we pick offenses in the church. The things that excited you in the church are now the same things that you are saying that now, because of those things, you are leaving the church. You cannot flourish when you are not planted, though. Oh, no, 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 no. So this tree will move and say, I'm going to somewhere. Then it will, it, will it survive? A Greek man, please come. Come, come, come. Please, please. Please help us. The last time I asked you to do some gardening, I didn't hear from you. This tree, if it moves, he has a BS in a Greek, so we can trust his judgment. This tree, if we move it, where can we plant it? For it to survive. Where? Unless you plant it back in your soil again. Where? In your soil Which again. soil? A good soil, of course. A good soil. Yes. But have you seen a tree? What is, what is the probability that it will survive uh, somewhere else? This particular tree there. Mm-hmm. Baby and you don't Need to bear them. 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 Very well. Need to bear them. For my creature. Okay. So... You cannot move this. You, ha- you have been in KMC for 10 years and it is now that you want to leave. Why are you going? Why are you going? Why are you going? Tell us. Why are you going? No, no, I don't understand. Oh. You, you have been in the church. Look at the... Look, you are a leader. Oh. Look at the roles you are playing. Look at you. Some of you, if you don't come to church to sing the crowd, the church is not nice. And, and, and... You, now you are saying that you won't sing again. You see, it's not always about saying that you won't, you are leaving the church. Oh, you are an usher. Hey, last Friday, my heart was broken. Please, I'm still preaching. Oh, amen. Last Friday, I'm saying my heart was broken. I came to church. Reverend gave me certain honorable friends opportunity to lead prayer. My shut them charging me home. 
Me be born where the normal baby start adiaro. Hey, this is me right church one. Ah, see, I came early because man of God they also ban them now over here realm so. Ah, six thirty, six forty-five. Power night. Nobody's coming. I say, hey, where are the people? So, so. No, 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 no. Some of you are still sleeping under this atmosphere. You, 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 you deserve. You, I don't know what I should do to you. No, but I'm still preaching. You know. Don't lose the essence of the message I'm sharing with you. Okay, being planted to for someone to be planted in the house of God, Reverend, that person will be there always. If you are planted, you are there. This tree, it won't come on. You cannot come and then tell me that the tree says or could live. Tree needs our bread, continue to make a crack. Tree, hey, what are you talking about? That on a power night, you won't come to just this tree says that it won't beautify this place again. Number two, it will not provide the oxygen for us to breathe in again. It will not take out carbon dioxide from the atmosphere again. Friends, and climate change should increase. Hey, I can give you plenty of environmental boy. This tree. It does a lot of things that we are not even conscious of. There are worms in the soil that are feeding on the roots of the tree. If this tree says, I'm not going, I'm not there again, the worms are going to die. There are birds that come to perch on this tree for shelter. If this tree says, I will not be here again, those birds, where would they sleep? So when you think of not coming to church, think of it deeply. When you think of becoming somewhere in church, what is wrong with you? <laughs> that you, 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 home cell. We are home cell leader. Cell meeting time, but do know. Now on a baby. You, you don't, we don't know your whereabouts. The leader is not there. Where? Strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. When the church is becoming somewhere, you will be the same person that will say that nowadays our church is not powerful. The people don't come church. The, the people don't come to church again. But you, when you're supposed to go and gather them as a shepherd, you rather scattered. You you scattered. You scattered. Oh, you are <laughs> one way that you are being like the tree that is removing itself is by ignoring knowledge. You're a shepherd. You don't know anything about shepherding. You're a soul leader. You don't know anything about... You don't know anything, no. You don't learn. All you know is the voice that... You sing as though I am the one singing. You are your chorister. <laughs> no, it's funny. You see, it's funny. You see, man, forgive me, Hosea 4.6. Hosea 4.6. You do things anyhow. Just anyhow. You just, you just do things anyhow. And you think that God will just look at you like that. You cannot be established in the house of God. Hosea 4.6 says that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. All the time, that's what you go to. But let me show you something. Because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you from being priest for me. You, you want to work for God. You are rejecting knowledge. God will also reject you. God does not work with people who are uh, who are TV. Let me say it. Because you have rejected knowledge. God did not say because you have rejected the Holy Spirit. 
That one will say, oh, of course, the Holy Spirit is Jesus to us. So. But God says you have rejected knowledge. I will also reject you. And you cannot work for me. Use me, Lord. But you don't read your Bible. <laughs> Use me, Lord. But when you see a book, any Christian literature, you will just find somewhere else and pass. So being planted in the house of God, I can go on and on and on. And on. Okay. The baseline is that when you ignore your assignment in the church, you are ignoring your calling. Should I end here? <laughs> Let me wrap up with this one. Ephesians. Ephesians 4, verse 11. But please, you know what? Let's pay attention to these things. Okay. When we say it's our church, we are right. But I don't think this is how we will treat our church if we truly understood that it's our church. I'm telling you. Yeah. This, this is not how you treat it. That was saying that a woman's daughter one in a relationship. Some of you, if somebody sends your boyfriend hi, the way you ask the boyfriend, who is this person? Why is she sending you hi? Man of God, I'm shocked though. <laughs> but when you come to church and you say it's your church, you don't treat it like that too. You, you just do things anyhow. Anyhow. Some of you, this is a, is this me? I'm telling Reverend, like, how are people able to say KMC is my church? And then they will go and spoil the church. It's like they are spoiling the church. Too. They just talk anyhow about the church. Some of you, when you go out and hear someone talking about the church crowd, that is when you are going to add to it. I That's what my mother would say. Achirem. details. What is Ephesians 4 saying? And he, this is the last thing I'm talking about. Please. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. Okay, it is widely known that in the original, friend is, um, the original manuscript of the Bible, eh? please, are you here? Please don't lose focus. Oh. In the original manuscript of the Bible, there is no comma after for the perfecting of the saints. Amen. So it would read, he gave some pastors, sorry, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers. Read with me. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. And when it reads that way, you will, you will see that. Could you edit it and take the comma after the, the saints? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. Okay, close it. Close it. Very well. For the equipping of... This is even a better word. For the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. When you come to KMC, you, you see that we, we are saying that salvation, that's our place. Revelation, empowerment, and what? Advancement. This is the scripture. Your pastor preached to you and then you got saved. Okay. 
And it gives you revelation. You come to church, you say, you hear revelation that empowers you to advance in the ministry. Do you understand it? So, the saint, the, the, the pastors and the, the, the ministry gifts are just to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. So, tell me, who is supposed to do the work of the ministry? It's the saints. The saints. Are you a saint? Are, are you a saint? Yes. So, the work of the ministry is supposed to be done by you. So here, we see that you have a calling in this scripture. Yeah, just by the, if you've not heard anything, look at this scripture and tell yourself that you are called to do something, the work of the ministry. Amen. Yeah. And, and, and one more thing I want you to notice from here is that the ministry is a work. He says the work of the ministry. The ministry is a work. It is not a uh, it is not a hobby. And it is not something you do when you, are, you want to rest. Siesta. You only remember to call your sheep when you are tired. <laughs> you are a home cell leader. You only remember to rehearse for a song when it is Saturday night. Sometimes even Sunday morning. As you are bathing, then you are doing. <laughs> you are now rehearsing for the Sunday ministration. But is that how you do your work? You wake up in the morning. When I was staying at Kaswa, working at East Legon, I was waking up. Uh, yes, the, the person who said, hey, she has that experience. You, you wake up at 4 30 and you will be late. You will get to work like 8 and 9, and your boss will say his mind. You have to wake up at 4 a.m. If you love God, you have to wake up at 3 a.m. If you love God more than the normal believer, you don't have to sleep. You have to pray all night because as you are going, you will come home at 11 p.m. I was getting home at 11 p.m. And then at 11 p.m., I'll wake up my quiet time because sometimes I was missing it. Because I'll do it in the car. You see, if you are staying on that, you are blessed, though. I'm telling you. Then you, 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 you do a quiet time small. Then you bath 4.30. You leave the house. You will be late. You have to leave the house at 4. It shocks me that that 30 minutes distance will make you late. My year later, food dropping. After 150 Ghana cities, I'm a taxi driver. Because I didn't like the way, the way my boss would, would speak to me. Oh, you bad checker. Oh, you late. Drop in 15 cities on fire. We don't have a problem. It is telling us something about you. That Friday I'm talking about that we were all late. Somebody was coming to church and uh, as if there's nothing at stake. Why you be here one hour later? Missing one hour. I was still on the I was on the pulpit. I saw the person coming. He, he, was, he was just coming like now quite a wedding crowd. Was that Wedding that you're supposed to work slow, I don't work like that. Please, let's. The Bible says that you can only be transformed when you renew your mind. Okay, so it's about the mind. Please focus on me. You can only be transformed when you renew your mind. You can only renew your mind, renew, make it new. Okay, 
Make your mind new by putting in new information. Put in new thoughts. That, 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 that the way you've been thinking all this while, that is not making things work for you and, and for the church. You can't continue to think that way and expect the church to be transformed. Some of you talk about mega church and so many big, big things. And the thing is, is but your mind is still the, the same old way. You call for prayer meeting, you won't come. You call for teaching service, you won't come. Sunday, you will be late. Meanwhile, you know, you are supposed to do certain things in the church. But you wake up early and go to work. I'm going to read something shortly from a certain book I have here. This is camp, right? Yes. This is camp. I want to talk to you shortly about the characteristics of the work of ministry. Okay. Do you like it? The characteristics. What characterizes the ministry as work? Work. The ministry is not, it's not a hobby. <laughs> it's not a hobby. Now, we have read the biblical, um, biblical reference to the ministry as work. But there are five characteristics of ministry work. But the first thing I want to say before I list them is that there is no such thing as a lay call. Every calling is a calling. Okay. Every call is a call. But there are people who are doing full time. They have responded to their calling full time. They don't do anything else. But there is no such thing as a lay call. God does not call people as lay. Like, to, to, to do, when you say lay crowd, what do you mean? You are saying partial, like, uh, in the ministry, when you say lay calling, you are lay ministry, you are saying you are doing your work. You are doing the ministry part-time. Okay? You are doing your work and then you are doing the ministry. Please let's seize all uh, my friends and chit-chats in the congregation. You are doing the ministry, but you are also working. So many of us, in fact, all of us are, apart from Reverend here, all of us are uh, your friends say, lay ministers. Okay? We are lay workers in the church. Do you understand it? But your calling is not lay. God did not call you part-time. Is what I'm trying to say. God called you full-time. <laughs> but because you want to be able to feed yourself and your family and everything, you say, okay, let me... And God, God is not against that. But the most important thing is that you pay attention to the call. The first characteristic of ministry work is that <laughs> ministry work has working hours. You go to work... If you, are, you work at the... Uh, what's the name? A friend is no. What's the name of the, the, the chopper? Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. You work at a chopper. <laughs> yeah, I saw that some of you are sleeping. It's good. Please, please be on your feet for us, okay? Be on your feet for us. Yes, please. Thank you. When do you report at work? Please, let's pay attention. AM. When do you close? 10 p.m. Did you say 10 p.m.? You go to work from 6.30 a.m. and you close at what time? 10 p.m. 9.30. What about you change your name? What are you saying? 9.30. 9.30, no way we'll be By 10. Now, do you feel time? I will tell him. I don't feel I'm shop. Okay, so this person goes to work from 6.30 and, and gets home at 10. 
Most of us go to work from eight to, is it four or five? Four. Five. Nine to five, yes. Most of us go to work from eight to four. Some of us do nine to five. I was working from seven to nine. At this level, 7 to 9, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. I was sleeping in the office. Then I'll go home on weekends. So I don't see why I should come into the work of God and come and do myself like someone who doesn't have any idea what it means for something to succeed. Do you understand? My boss was pulling us. I was a graphic designer for Octopi Studio. He will load you with work. Say work. work. Yeah. From 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. I'll be in the office. How can I go to Kaswa at 9 p.m.? Those were the times that when I was going, I'll get home at 11. Stay in traffic for two hours. Get home at 11. So everything that is called work has working hours. Okay. But you are in the ministry and you are treating it as... That's what it is. A hobby. A hobby comes to you at unplanned times. You are just there, then you are bored, then you, you start chewing gum in the church and you start sleeping. Okay, you are there, then you, 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 you just feel like, okay, let me do this, then you do it. That's a hobby. But if it is work, it has planned times for it. Please, are you still following? Yes. So what time do you have, you, have you put in your mind that this time in my life is for ministry? Do you have any, any such thing? If you have it, please raise your hands. I'll, I'll, I'll give to you something. It's like you have some hours, special hours that you are saying that, me, I'm working for God. This is my working hours. You don't even have prayer working hours. That's why you don't pray. You are, you are a home solidar, but you don't have working hours for the cell work that you are doing. All you know is that you will stay in your house and then Saturday will come. Then you go and sit at the cell. Then you, you say, you, you just, just tell them. Even that one cramp, we have printed the sheet for you. So you don't even open your Bible. It's like all the scriptures are on the sheet. You, you, are, you are in the choir, but you don't have working hours for rehearsals. And you want to do well? You are joking. Yes. You are joking. So, pick working hours. For a lay, a lay person, let me help you. Pick some of your evenings. Okay. You have to visit your ship. Say, okay. Uh, Wednesday evening. I'm, I, I, when I close and I'm going, then I'll, you, you, you go and visit some of your ship. I'm talking to sell you this right now. Carrister, you say, oh. He's like, sell and quark, sell and quark. Carrister, you say, okay, Wednesday evening. I won't go anywhere. It's not like you don't have anywhere going on. No. If truly you want to bear fruit, then follow, listen to what I'm saying and do it. It's okay, Wednesday evening, I will work for the Lord. I'm not going to church. I'm staying in my house. I'm rehearsing. I'm intentionally sitting down to watch YouTube videos to rehearse. You're a media man. <laughs> Come around, let me help you. I am a little... I'm taking my time, working hours. You're an usher. You have to learn about the work. You have to pray for the church. Amen. So set working hours. And then 
your weekends. You see, I've always had, I've been telling you, I've always had a challenge with how we treat our Sundays. It's like when we come to church on Sunday, everybody wants to go home. Sometimes I'll be on the pulpit taking second offering. There's some people, somebody who let you feel like you are taking too much time by the facial expression alone. So for your internet coffee, what are you going to do at home? Sunday. Okay. But what hurts me is that when we close, they will talk, ah, they won't go home. They will talk, ah, it's like, as if nothing is at stake, they will just be talking and laughing and hitting each other. And, but when, when the church is still ongoing, they want you to close early. Sunday should be your working day for God. When you close on Sunday, ashes, take this from me and do it. It will help you. Stay as a group and pray. Stay, ashes, stay and pray. Say, somebody say, stay and pray. Yes. Uh, <laughs> stay. Like as in, do you understand what I'm saying? Stay as a group and pray. Pray. If you don't have anything to pray, pray for the senior pastor. Okay. church for something like ashes meeting, rehearsals. Um, think about the things you do in the church. When we close on Sunday. If you are here in a departmental leader, I'm charging you. When you close on Sunday, gather your members, gather your people, and have that meeting, that weekly meeting. Have it on Sunday. Sunday is when you have everybody in the church. When we all go home, Wednesday, the person will not come. But Sunday, he's in church. Two of us. Yes. So, when they come on Sunday, have that meeting on the Sunday, and see if the work you are doing will not grow. Get working hours. Use Sunday full time for, for the work of God. Because Sunday you are not going to work. Ministry work consumes a large amount of time. You see, when someone drives, um, when someone drives, Pastor Fred is not a driver. Is he? Does he drive a car? But can we call him a driver? No. Is he, is he, is, is driving his work? Is driving his work? Why? <laughs> driving is not his work because driving is not, driving does not take, like what takes a large chunk of his time is not driving. He drives from home to work, work to home, work to church, work to somewhere. He take his baby girl to go and chill. It doesn't make him a driver. Your occupation is your occupation because it takes your time. I am a graphic designer. You will see me sitting uh, designing. Sitting uh, That's when I can call myself a designer. You are working for God. But can we really call you someone who like <laughs> who is into ministry, who works for God? No, because you are like Pastor Fred driving. You work for God only one hour every week. Don't tell me you come to church so you are working. It's not true. Hey, thieves come to church. The best place to 
collect your money from someone who owes you is in the church. When the person comes to church on Sunday, come to church on that Sunday, sit, sit there, observe the person. When we close, tell my to say, from Zikawami. <laughs> you will see the person in the church. So what I'm saying is that coming to church does not make you someone who works for God. If you are working for God, it must take your time. So ministry work takes a large amount of time. Ministry work expends energy and money. The work of the ministry expends energy and money. Energy. Say energy. energy. Say money. money. Yeah. It takes energy and money. Ministry work takes energy and money. Ministry work takes energy and money. Let me give you an example. I was there. Small time, uh, Washington will call me. I was not even a pastor. P, our machine, it is not working. P, you go and fix it, then the next time it's port. Then one day I went to see one of my friends. I said, Charlie, the PC that I used to do my graphic design work, I want to build some for church. How much? 2,500. I paid, I paid for it and I brought it. That's what we are using here. Do you understand? Because I know that if it is ministry, you take your money. If you see, if you see it as your call, you will, you will give, you will do it. You will release the money for it. There have been times where we used to write requisition for the church office for batteries. Look at that. Somewhat. Two CDs, 50%. I was, me, I wrote some. I didn't have anything. But I told myself that me, if God blesses me, so every time I see that piece, I say, okay, this, this is the proof that I'm working for God. Because how it removed from me power that I used to pay the guy. We to your crowd, or say, me send the corner, maybe so. And I say, I'm saying the braha. No, I'm confusing me. Me send the corner, I say, ah, boy. Me the camera, I'm going to You get it? So I felt the guy's pain. That like the money that is removing from me, it has also been removed from him. <laughs> okay? So if it is your ministry, it has to take your money. Some of you pay lawyer fare. Hey, Kaswa to East Legon. Do you know how much I was paying? In and out. If I chop better, 40 CDs every day. Yes. In and out of work. Plus, correct fried rice with some nice chicken. 40 CDs every day. I was going to work. National Service Boy. 600 Ghana CDs. Calculate it. It was beyond my destiny. That money that I was like, yes. So your work takes money from you, but you have never gone to see your boss that. You are even afraid. You don't even know how to negotiate your salary. So you can't go. But when you come to the ministry and we give you an assignment, small assignment too. Come on, if you went to the choir meeting and you say, go and buy water, cry. You want to take money from the choir director. You are not serious. When you go for home sale and you need to buy something for the sale to work, then you are coming to tell Reverend that when we went to sell meeting, we had to pay for this. Ah, what is what is that? Collection offering basket. You want the church to buy offering basket for your home sale. You don't know that the sale that you are doing, that's what Jesus will use to judge you. If Jesus comes today, that's your work, so that's what you are going to show. Do you agree with me? Yeah. Let, let, let me be fast about this. Ministry work. Yes, I, I don't talk about energy. Energy. And then my breath. They be a men kwa na me nye. Me hon fami. Pardon say. Kon hon be fao. 
Ministry work takes energy from you. Energy, energy. Hey, we've done things. Oh. I don't know why. Sometimes I feel that ah, God took me through all those things just for me to go and see that this is really how it is. So me, when I'm working in the church, you, you will never see me complain. Unless a demon enters me. I'm telling you. And Paul, after all I've seen in... in <laughs> sure, you will print shirts for somebody. You think you've done your best. Then the person will come and tell you his mind on the phone. Then you will be on the phone saying, we are very sorry. We will give our best next time. Please, is that, do, do you want us to... Um, we are considering refund, a, a part, part payment, a part, what, something, something, you add some English. It's not working, but you're making it work. Then you, you give it. I've done work that I've had to refund the money before. I'm telling you. I've done work that when they, when they told me uh, they would do part payment and then when I submitted, I don't know. The guy said that the work is not nice. So the 500 cities is supposed to give to me. He won't give me an up to now. He has, not, he has not given it to me. But you, you are in church and you do something and your leader says something small. You will leave the department. Are you okay? How of you even have issues with your senior pastor? Apostle. And you have issues with him because he said your matter. And you didn't, he didn't say the way you wanted him. You, you just don't have experience. Travel and see. Ministry work is rep- repetitive and regular. That's the fourth one. Wrapping up. It's repetitive and regular. It means that it, you are going to have to do the same thing over and over and over and over and over on a regular basis. You're going to have to pray and pray and pray on a regular basis. You're going to have to visit and visit and visit on a regular basis. You're going to have to sing and sing and sing on a regular basis. You're going to have to sweep and sweep and sweep and sweep on a regular basis. Now, to a crowd, say, they be on out to, be soon to be. What training will be about to amount? Training will be on so so. Oh, my son, tell me so. Sound in my hand, yes, sorry. I said, What I saw on Friday, I was broken. Okay, every day you go to work, we bring you sheets. Data entry. We have done all those jobs before. Targets. You have targets to meet. When you say your home sales should be 12 and 15. Hey, I mean, the numbers. Home sales, am I the Holy Spirit? Me, I'm a convert. You have been able to, some of you, eh, as you are in this camp, you are thinking about how to convince your eighth girlfriend. It's like you've had girlfriends, uh, you are thinking of how to convince the eighth person. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, the, the eighth girl, like somebody is in your mind as you are here that you are going to convince. <laughs> so all, all I'm saying, you're not hearing it all. <laughs> but when you say do something in the ministry, you say that, ah, I don't know. It's, it's too much. You can't win one soul. But some <laughs> Jesus have mercy on us. Ministry work is supervised and unsupervised work. Supervised and unsupervised work. Hallelujah. 
Amen. Okay, so you are called, you have to stay in the church to flourish, and you have a certain work to do. It's called the work of the, work of the ministry. When you are at work, eh, in your, uh, your this thing, um, your friend is saying, if you are, your, your choba, when you are, ser- do you serve the people, when people come to buy, you have a boss, right? Your mom, or your mom. Does she come to stand there to see that Obiso or Tresi Disintino? They all say in a yana. Does she do that? She doesn't. But are there other parts of the work that she supervises? <laughs> Honorable. Your work. Are there parts of the work that someone supervises? Please, we are in church. <laughs> Please, let's follow. Oh, are you interested in what's happening here? Are there parts of your work that someone supervises? There are. And are there parts that no one supervises? Like, they, they trust you to the point that they know that this guy, he will do it. He will get it correctly. Everything. They supervise everything. But there, there's a kind of work that, then your work is really high level. Critical work. There's a kind of work that is unsupervised. Okay, me. I was generating report cards for all, every single student at Maoli School at some point in my life. I did it for years. Uh, they were doing it right and right. I said, no, let's use Excel. So I want to collect all the work on myself. Nobody supervised it. Nobody. So if I wanted to wear a move for somebody, I could have done it. Do you understand? So that is unsupervised work for me. And then there's supervised work where they have to make sure that you are working at the bank. <laughs> if you don't have a supervisor, because we know you. <laughs> it is the Holy Ghost that has made you straight. <laughs> okay. Aha. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So, 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 so in the ministry, eh, there is supervised work and there is unsupervised work. There are things that you would do that we will have to supervise. And so when we, we come that we are supervising it, don't get bored. Don't say that, so these people, they don't even trust me. Are you here? Are you here? Are you here? Yeah, here. Don't say that, um, so these people, they, they think that, hey, very soon I'm going to see so many new things. Some, some, some <laughs> that is studio today and say he's, what, anti-British. Some of you will say, man of God, go and do waiting somewhere. Go and, then you say, ah, but I'm a man of God. Are you the one to tell me when to go and do waiting? Are you the one to tell me even to do waiting? Don't I know I have to do waiting? That's supervised work. You need to supervise that you do it. Because, because, because if you don't do it, you will spoil the church. You will become brutish. Say brutish. brutish. Yes. So I beg you, don't spoil the church. If you don't love the church, leave and go. Then stay and work. Do the work of the ministry. So for all of you who have come to Protoss this year, me, I feel that you are really blessed. Yeah, you are really blessed, Pa, because for you to be hearing this kind of messages that you are called and this is how to go about it and all of that, it's not... Um, um, it's not ordinary. 
Me, when daddy told me that it's many accord, <laughs> I was very happy. Okay. So, just think about it. Amen. Before you'll be able to commit yourself to the ministry, the Bible says that meditate on these things and give thyself wholly to it. That your profiting. You see, when, when I read the Bible, I read it like a you, mass book, sometimes. Before the Holy Spirit will do his work, I need to use my head to also do some addition and subtraction. Meditate on these things. Give thyself fully to it. I don't think Daddy has taught us that the command in the Bible Christ matters. It means that the order of the, the clauses in the Bible also matter. He could have said, your prophetin will appear, give the, uh, meditate on these things. He could have written it anyhow. But he said that. First, meditate. Why? <laughs> all your issues, all the issues in your life are flowing from your heart. So if you don't meditate on it, it won't go into your heart. Amen. If you don't meditate on these things you are hearing here, it will not go into your heart. And it's only what is in your heart that flows as issues of your life. Out of your heart flows all the issues of So everything that will happen in your life is coming from your heart. So if the ministry, if the ministry has no place in your heart, it cannot flow out of your heart. If the only thing in your heart is TikTok and Snapchat, every day that is what will flow. If the only thing in your heart is relationship, Somebody will break up with you tomorrow. You are finding a new person. But when you put the ministry in your heart, that is what will flow out of your heart. So meditate on it to, to, for it to move from here to here. Amen. Amen. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against you. If you think of not working in the ministry as sin, then you will see that you have to hide this word in your heart. Amen. Amen. And give yourself wholly to it by treating it as work. That is the only time your cell will grow. If you apply these things with thought like repetitiveness, um, um, energy and money, everything, if you apply it to your personal Christian life, that is the only time you will see growth in your personal life. That's when your, your, your prophetin will appear to everybody for all to see. Hallelujah. Have you been blessed? Yeah. And you know, the crack say, say, what you have yes, you are joy, And then what you have to say, to afrewa, take heed to the ministry you have received. That's the title of the message. Take heed to the ministry. Taking heed to your calling. Taking heed to your calling. So, but I felt, yeah, then you have to take it to it and fulfill it. I've enjoyed myself, pa. I've enjoyed myself, pa. Uh, thank you very much. Reverend. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, you can share with your friends, take a screenshot and share it on your social stories and tag us at KMC Worldwide. For more information, visit kmcworldwide.org. Thanks again for listening. God bless you.